Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the success code, which is a personal, self-expressive journey. Enjoy. author, public speaker, and performance coach Roy Red has helped several pro athletes, companies, organizations, and sports teams overcome their mental blocks, reach their peak potential, increase their performance, produce more results, and just have more fun in their life and business. Bring me the energy, all right? Choose will determine what you Podcast, and I got my man Adam with me today. Boss, serial mm-hmm. entrepreneur, rich, baller, uh, accountability guy, full of energy. Um, I want to just come to you guys today, talk, just chop it up, give you guys some value. Um, on the way over here, Adam, you were telling me about the housing market and how everything's going a little bit hard right now. The market's starting to switch. Um, we're talking about, you know, working hard, taking daily L's and as the housing market starts to switch and it's harder to sell homes, just give me your mindset on when shit gets tough, what do you do to keep going and keep, keep bringing in income and yeah. keep just keeping the energy up? So I think what a lot of people don't realize is like not even my mindset, it's the client's mindset. Yeah. Like I'm mentally tough. Like, yeah. I'm the mentally tough one. Our yeah. problem is our clients are not mentally tough. Yeah. So every bump in the road, um, they hit it twice as hard. Yeah. So, if, like, for us, you know, so many people are so used to in the last three, four, five years, maybe when they purchase a home, at, like, you put a house in the market, sells in one week, above asking price. Yeah. Well, that's gone. Yeah. And so dealing with their mentalness of, like, why is my house not selling? Why am I losing money? Even though they're not technically losing money. Um, you know, that to try to control their mindset, it wears out on you. And what people don't realize is like getting into this job, like, I mean, Roy, Roy was perfect handle. It's like one of my houses just got broken into, like, and my client lives in Baltimore and now she's a mess over there because someone broke into her house and what's going to happen and what do I do next? And that all that stress goes onto your shoulders. Yeah. 
you know, because people are looking to you. And it's reason why, how I've, how I've put myself in this market, I want people to do that because I look at, you know, the more money you make, the more stress you're going to have. Mm-hmm. But oh, like we were talking about, it's like L after L after L. I think a lot of things that people don't realize is that like, there's a lot of people that aren't taking L's because they're not even going to bat. Mm-hmm. I take more L's than anyone else because I'm taking so many at bats yes. that like, when people will think I'm like, oh, it's all rainbows and champagne and everything. But it's like, dude, I literally, for probably the last like three months, I've yeah. just been punched in the face, like at least once a day. Yeah. Well, I know like, you know, we got in your car, you know, you got the bins and I'm like, dude, this car is sick. And then, you know, as I'm sitting in the car, like looking, I'm like, dude, he's killing the game. But then you're like, dude, someone, one of my clients house got broken into then you're like, I know we got to do the pad, but I got to hit this hardware store. I got to go get them locks. I got to change the locks, make sure I give that client some certainty that everything's okay because she's far away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one thing you said that really caught my eye because I'm big on integrity and on the mind. And I believe integrity is the secret to being able to control your mind. And you said you were just like shaking your head like, okay, now I'm going to have to figure out how to make myself feel better about this house because I don't want to give this to any of my clients knowing that it got broken into unless I'm totally sure that they're okay and that they don't have no worries, even though you said that they weren't really tripping about it. Um, but how do you, you know, cause they teach in business, just be a killer, mm-hmm. get the sale. You're that, but then you also have a ethical side of you. How do you balance those to where, you are a killer in business, but at the same time, dude, you're empathetic and you know can really understand what people's needs. I think a lot of things that's so interesting. I've been on. I've, I mean, I've been in real estate four years now, and I've never really done the talks before. Like I've kind of stayed silent. You know, like I haven't felt like I, I had the right to talk yet. But like last two months, I've been going on some tears with podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like my number one tear right now is how low the bar is in as a real estate agent, how easy it is to get in. And what I love is every agent I talk to, oh, why'd you get in the industry? Why'd you get in the industry? I got in the industry to help people. I got in the industry to help people. You can say that now, but the moment you're staring 10 grand in the face or 15 grand in the face, are you gonna do the best thing for your client or are you gonna make the money, right? And so that is a big kick in the stomach. Like, what am I gonna do? And luckily for me, I mean, my values are there and I've learned that like, if you take care of people, if you do the good thing that, you know, it will pan out for you. So for me, it's the aspect of it is like, my integrity is too big to not do the right thing. You know, do I play in the gray sometimes? Yeah. Do some realtors think what I do is not right? My job is my client. Your job is your client. Like if if I get you to pay 12, 15 grand more for a house and that benefits my client and screws your client, that's part of the game. But I'm also not going to intentionally lie to them to say like today, the house got broken into. Whoever purchased that home, I have to tell them that someone broke into that house. I'm not going to be like, oh no, the the door has always been like that. I'm not going to say that. So Mm -hmm. that balance of like knowing when to say something to someone but also know that in the day I can sleep, I can put my head down and sleep, you know? And you know, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to, not for us to hard to be ethical, but you know, being that we know all the persuasive sales stuff and we can get people to do stuff. And like, you know, we're talking about how when you listen to someone talk, you're watching their eyes, you know, when they're, when they're lying, what's going on and kind of how to, 
I don't like the word manipulate, but influence. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I struggled with that for a while, like influencing people and getting them to get my way. It's like, is this ethical or not? And then, um, you know, one of the best definitions I heard of ethical selling was getting somebody emotionally engaged into a outcome that's good for them. Mm -hmm. And so if you can make them more money, sell their house and um, help them and their family in the long run, you know, it's all better. I think more people struggle with the whole thing where they think that, you know, like I I tell my clients, like, or I tell other agents, like, I'm going to decide what offer we take. I'm going to decide what the negotiating we do. I'm going to decide everything. Right. And the reason why they, some agents think that I'm doing it wrong for my clients is because a lot of people are emotionally based and business based, right? Like, of course, they, every seller wants more money for their house. Mm-hmm. Every seller wants more money. Every buyer wants a house for cheaper. Yeah. So it's my job to understand what's a good deal, what's a bad deal, what's a good offer, what should we take? Yeah. And some agents think that like, oh, I'm not listening to my client. I'm going to do it. No, no, no. My, that's why I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid to not let the client make a mistake. Yeah. Because they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make a mistake because they're emotionally invested. They're gonna price their house way too high. Yeah. Then, you know, it's my job to advise these people mm-hmm. and know based on my experience and why they're hiring me that I'm making the right decision for yeah. them. So from there, let's get into something like tactical. Um, so we're on the way over here. You're explaining to me. Um, you're saying how someone said, "How come my house isn't selling?" You said, "There's only three reasons." And I always say that complexity kills action and complexity really is just simplicity multiplied. And so you broke it down to me in the car, the three reasons why I know nothing about selling homes, but you made me um, be, be able to understand in a two minute explanation and just kind of go through those three things. If someone's out there and they're like, I can't sell this house or my real estate agent. No, it's not. House. Listen, man, what we do, mm-hmm. like I was getting my haircut today and the guy was like, what do you do? And I go, this is what I do. I said, but what I do works in any industry. If I wanted to open up a salon tomorrow, mm-hmm. I could get some of the best salon uh, hairstyles to work for me mm-hmm. and I'd get them to all make money and I, my salon would make money. It's the same game. We just It's a different skill. Mm-hmm. So in any product or service or anything you use, there's only three reasons why something doesn't sell. One, mm-hmm. promotion. It's... You're not promoting yourself right, you're not putting yourself in the right light or something yeah. like that. The second thing is the product or, or the product is something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. If it's a house, maybe it has weird paint, maybe it, you know, it has a weird floor plan, mm-hmm. maybe something like that. And then the third thing is always price. Price dermatates everything. Yeah. If you take crappy promotion and the house sucks, but your price is so dang low, some will buy it. If you do the best promotion ever, best photos, best marketing, best ever, and the house is so balling out, but it's 200,000 higher than the anything in the neighborhood, it's never gonna sell. Just like Roy's product, right? Yeah. If his product was awesome, but he charged a million dollars, no one's gonna buy it. Yeah. But if this product sucks and it's 4.99, mm-hmm. people would buy it. Yeah. And so at, in any service you do, in any sales, or any service or product or anything, those are the only three reasons why your product's not selling, and you have to be true to yourself and know which one it is. Yeah, that's crazy. Because when you said that, it opened up um, a mindset gateway for me and my business when I go back tonight and you know put some things on paper. Because when you said those three things, um, I also heard last week from one of my mentors, he said that you have to first find what works and then do what works more. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but you don't know what works unless you're measuring and capturing everything to see where everything's coming from. So if you do promotion and you're getting leads and you get 10 leads, 
they could all be coming from Facebook, but you're still doing all your energy and all this other crap. When if you know they're coming from Facebook, you need to double, double down, yeah. double down on Facebook. Yeah, I think what a lot of people don't realize the hard thing about social nowadays, because that's where my bread and butter butter is. It's, mm-hmm. it's so hard to determine what post was it, what ad was it, what like what was it that got that person to finally click on it. I actually went to a thing today, and someone said before you, someone had to see your stuff eight times before they would buy with you. Mm-hmm. Now that our worlds are all over the place. It's more like 31 times. Like, we have to be shown so many times because 99% of the time we're watching TV, we're on our iPhone, we're playing on the this, we're checking this, we're checking the emails, we're doing We're not even paying attention anymore. So no one has full attention anymore. So you have to think about it. Like, if I'm only getting one-third of someone's attention and I used to have to show them seven times from them to buy with me, now i got to show them at least 21 times to buy with me because yeah. I'm only getting a third of their attention. Yeah, attention is everything now like i've asked people uh, when the six-figure training course i have i you know ask people what business are you in and they're like well i'm a trainer or i'm in this i'm a helping people business but uh for me it's we're in the attention and trust building mm-hmm. got to get people's attention then figure out a way to transition them into trusting you and then deliver you know high value ethically uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, I think too many people make it complicated. Like my, m- one of my mentors, Joshua Smith, when I yeah. first got into sales, never been in sales in my life before. And he's literally, it's like, business is broken down in three things. Yeah. People got to know what you do. They don't know what you do. They're never going to use you. Mm-hmm. Two, they have to trust you and like you. They don't trust and like you. Don't matter how much they know what you do. They're still not going to use it. And third, just do business with them. Yeah. That's it. So if I can get someone to know me, and that's why social is so big for me, if mm-hmm. I can get people to know who I am and like me at the same time, mm-hmm. like, I mean, some people don't know this, but my dog's under the table right now. Yeah. I get more comments on my dog than people give a crap about me. Yeah. You know, today was Wednesday. I have coffee with my grandfather every Wednesday. People know. So I was at a meeting this morning, and someone's like, dude, it's Wednesday. What, what are you doing here? I'm like, I know I had to come to this, but my grandpa's waiting for me to yeah. have coffee. And I don't even, like, you know, and so a lot of people just aren't putting out enough content of their lives and what they're doing. They're trying to always sell and push their product mm-hmm. and sell and push their product when it's like, cool. People know what you do, but now we have to add that little part of people getting to like you and trust you. Value. So, you know, selling is always the same. First, you want to get the attention pre-frame. And then you want to do indoctrination, which just means educating them and showing them uh, that you can help them. The way to show someone that you can help them is by actually helping them and then um, delivering that outcome. So what are some of the ways you do get attention um, in the beginning of that process. Oh, attention's easy, man. Like attention's the, the easiest part of my job. Mm-hmm. The hard part is how do you separate separate yourself from everything else? Like, yeah. what I hate about Instagram is, you know, I'm a I'm a probably top ten percent, you know, in the in Riverside or definitely in the environs in production, especially over the last three years. But you know, it's so easy to perceive that like you're crushing it on Insta, right? Yeah. It's like you getting in my car tonight. I could have, I could be so upside down in all my bills. Mm-hmm. I could have no money. I could be doing no deals, but mm-hmm. I drive a nice car. People think I'm doing it, yeah. right? So for me, it's like I'm not. I don't front anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like my thing is like everyone's fronting but me. Yeah. Like this is me. Like yeah. this is what. Like I made it online today. Like I'm taking L's left and right. It's not all just W's. It's not all wins. It's yeah. not all popping bottles. Like so, I think for me, like 2019 is like just being real with people. Mm-hmm. Like this is what's going on. My houses aren't selling, or this is a struggle, or I had to fire this agent, or this, da, 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 and just not being worried about that. So the first thing is just getting people this consistency on posting. That's it. 
I've done the mailers, I've done all those things. I run Facebook ads, I run Instagram ads. I freaking run. Um, I run ads to my friends on I Facebook. I saw two of your ads today. Yeah. It was like yeah. I'm hiring people, yeah. and I was like, and then it was also uh, it was that one, and then one that it one was a cool ad of you just showing houses and kind of yeah. direct to camera. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay, dope. So I run ads to my friends because mm-hmm. it's like I gotta stay in front of them too. Yeah, right. Um, and then the second thing is just almost like I don't even have to brag about me. Yeah, right. I don't have to brag about my credibility. People see what I do. They see how many listings I have. They see mm-hmm. how many deals I close. Like. You know, and it's how do you promote yourself and not being that person that people hate? Yeah. And that's that balance of being like, how do you post every day and not annoy people? Yeah. And that's some people get it and some people don't. Mm-hmm. And the one big problem is, is that people also then just don't post because they're scared of people's opinion. Opinions. And it's like, dude, you got to post. Like, you got to mm-hmm. post every single day. You got to post. Uh, I said on a podcast yesterday, Six it was like, seven times. yeah, I put it on the podcast yesterday. I said the most people who struggle on posting is because you're not doing it. Yeah. Right? Like, we're posting this right now because we're doing this podcast. Tomorrow I'm going to Vegas and doing a speaking engagement. I'm going to be posting about that. But if I'm just sitting on my couch doing absolutely nothing, Uh if you can't post, it means you're not doing anything. Man, content. Yeah. Offers, offers, always, because obviously everybody's, it's us versus Kim Kardashian's Mm -hmm. nipples, right? Every single day. Um, But at least you have abs. uh I don't have any. I got that that white white boy fat body. I got that skinny white boy. Yeah, I just have to check it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So making that distinction for using your socials as actual value and vanity. Mm -hmm. I actually got called out and then got mixed up. Uh, Actor Cinco Walls, who played on Power, he played 50 Cent Son on Power. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, what are you on Instagram trying to connect? Because there's this weird thing. We don't want to ask people for their phone numbers. I don't even know what that is. So we're like, let me get you on the ground. So um, I ended up getting his number. But I was like, let me get you on the ground. He's like, I don't have Instagram. I'm like, bro, you got to build your brand. Then he was like, is your Instagram for vanity or is it helping you? And I was like, I need it for my business. He's like, okay, measure that. And he was like, then we'll chop it up in a couple of weeks. And if it actually is helping you for your business, then keep it. If not, delete it. And I looked at it and I was like, damn, I'm really posting up for vanity. I'm not getting any leads from this. I'm not doing nothing. Yeah, I'm getting followers, but it's not really helping me. And so that transitioned me from doing that to actually posting a lot of the same content because people don't even see because you're organic reach and then boosting those posts and then running ads to the people who watch my content something you yeah. taught me well i think that's the biggest thing that people don't realize is like when someone probably hears you run ads to your friends mm-hmm. like how do you how dare you do that and it's like they're not organically seen anymore i'm yeah. sorry dude instagram and facebook and all that it's pay to play time dude yeah. the organic reach is gone you have to pay to play you yeah. just have to i'm sorry and there's nothing wor- worse than in my job you know, his job's a little bit different than mine. Like, when I see someone that I know knows me mm-hmm. and then bought a house or listed their house with someone else, I'm like, what the heck, I man? But I don't know. Maybe they just haven't been seeing my stuff. See Maybe they think I don't even work real estate yeah. anymore. You know, so for me, uh, that's the aspect of it is like, that's what's so funny about all these people who are social media experts now. I'll go toe-to-toe with anyone on how much production I've pulled out of Facebook yeah. and Instagram. You know what I mean? Actual leads, actual, actual sales. Actual money in my followers. pocket. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't have, I only have 2,000 friends on Facebook yeah. or on Instagram. I only have, you know, I'm getting sometimes two, three likes a post sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not always blowing up on likes. Yeah. But I get more DMs, you know, and I can track how many people. Shoot, just in this last, in the last three months, I probably have made thirty or 40,000 just off Instagram. Killer. Right, yeah, and it, and that's free ads. That's just people following me and me putting out my daily life. Mm-hmm. 
So for me, I love when people are like, oh, I'm, an, I'm a social media expert. And then I get on the phone with them and I'm like, oh, are you doing this? I'm like, you can say click funnels, great. You can say retarget ads, great. You can say the generalized words that most people you'll sell on because Instagram and Facebook and social is a new cool thing. But yeah. when you go toe to toe with someone, that knows their stuff, mm -hmm. like you're gonna get embarrassed, man. And that's the problem. So many people are fronting right now yeah, on what they think they, they are. And the second they go against someone who actually knows what they're talking about, it's like, they look dumb. I, they look dumb. This guy was trying to tell me he could fill up my seminar I'm doing March 2nd. And then he was telling me this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, he's trying to sell to me. And I realized, okay, he sucks at selling uh -huh. because he's trying to convince me instead of by just helping me. And then I'll be convinced if he helped me. But he's just dropping all these terms, you know what I mean? Like, uh, lead generation, all this, shit, landing page, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And one thing I noticed was there was no conversation. There's, it's like you hit that point and yeah. there's no follow-up to that there's point. There's no follow-up. It's like, bro, I don't need all these leads. Eventually, I, I, I need the leads, but I don't need them just there on socials because nobody's going to proactively click and then go yeah. buy shit. Even yeah. though I say, here, go buy this. Yeah. They need to chop it up with you. Like, I need... like. How about we get on the phone? It's like if someone comes into your house and you just got some cookies out of the oven, you're like, you want some cookies? What do they all say? No, I'm yeah. good. But if you just go out, if you go up to them and just go here, grab one, yeah. then they'll be like, oh, cool. They'll yeah, grab thank you. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like in my speaker business, I was emailing people, getting emails back, and they were denying me. I'm like, I nobody want me to speak, man. I got a TED talk. Yeah. I'm killing it. Then it hit me. Oh, I gotta fucking, I gotta talk to him on the phone. Yeah, you gotta get him on the phone. So man. as soon as they email me back, I'm like, let's get on the phone. Yeah. Boom. Oh, there's a human being on that yeah. line. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, for me, like, I hate cold calling. I hate door knocking. I just don't do it, man. Yeah. Like, I just hate. We've had this conversation. I hate bothering mm -hmm. people. So for me, it's like the second I get you on the phone, it's like, when can I meet you in person? Yeah. When can you meet in person? Because yeah. I know the goal is. I, I can. Tons of people are calling those people. The quicker I can get you in person. person. Because when I'm in person with someone, I can read them. And then it's war. Uh, it's like, I literally, I can read someone, I can touch them, I can use all my senses, and I can use all their senses. On the mm. phone, it's just voice. Voice. That's it. And worse, email or text. Or email or text, man. Like, if it's in person, I can see if they stutter, if their eye, how they look, mm. are they are they engaging more, are yeah. they moving closer to me, are they mm. moving farther away, are yeah. they cold, are they hot? Like, over the phone, mm. I can't read that. Yeah. And then they can read me, too. Mm. Right, and so for me, it's like too many people don't want to get to that face to face. Mm -hmm. For me now, <clears throat> all right, when you want to meet, mm -hmm. like when someone hits me up, hey, I want to work for you, mm -hmm. or hey, I want to talk about this, or hey, cool, when you want to meet, yeah. Right. And then it does two things: one, I'll <laughs> I'll cancel on people <laughs> just to see if they're legit, yeah. Right, I'll push people back a week, even see if, if I have a call you back, if they call me back, right. Yeah. Because now I'm, it's all about, I'm still in trying to steal time right now. Do yeah. I want to waste an hour with this person yeah. or would I rather waste an hour walking my dog? I'd rather waste an hour walking my dog if, if this person doesn't mean it, right? right? So a lot of people don't want to get face to face because of technology. Technology is great and it's, it's, it's improving our services and what, and how many people we can reach. But at the end of the day, it's face to face, face interaction. To face interaction. And that's the thing in my world. So many people want or worry about the, the open doors, the all these tech firms that are following the market and thinking that people will just buy a house through an app mm -hmm. and they, there's no face-to-face. -face. Like, 
the only people that think that can happen are people that have never done it. Yeah. There's so much emotion in everything we do. You're not buying stocks. Mm-hmm. You're not buying tech. You're not you're not buying an iPhone. Yeah. Right? You're buying a home that you're gonna live in. Live there's in emotion. There's, there's no emotion on buying an iPhone. Yeah. There's no emotion buying a tech thing. Yeah. You just buy it. Like you read the reviews, like this might. I read the reviews, hundred bucks, bought it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that in a house. Oh, do I need to? And then you read the, the thing that says, "Oh, you, both sides works for." Yeah. Okay, cool. Perfect. Bro. If it's exactly <laughs> what I need. So I think that's the thing that a lot of people are lacking. It's just work, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I noticed the other day. Like, I've been taking, like I said, I've been taking a lot of L's. Like, it's been hard three to three to four, maybe even six months now. And I noticed, like, when I just like, am, and when I can just sit down and do a to do list, when I feel so overwhelmed, I'm just like cross, yeah, cross that off the list. And these are all bad phone calls. They're not easy phone calls. They're not good phone calls. It's like, hey, done with that bad phone call. Next one. Okay, done with that one. Next done with one. that one. Done that one. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to figure out a healthy way to like escape. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing that I'm learning now mentally is just like. You just got to turn it off sometimes. Yeah. People can wait. Clients can wait. Mm-hmm. That problem can wait. You know, there's not too many things. Like tonight, someone breaking in the door. Obviously, we got to go back and fix that tonight. Or someone might go back in the house, steal more stuff, vandalize it, squat in it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like I haven't called my client since we talked to her on the mm-hmm. phone. What's it going to do? Mm-hmm. She's going to be a wreck and I'm going to deal with her for 40 minutes crying. Like, this is what it is, man. You got to move on. And that frees up your time because you just get it done. It's yeah. like, damn, let's go to... Boom, I call. You're not lingering. You're mm-hmm. not uh, bounded. You're not mentally constipated. You're like, all right, bang, 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 bang. Let's get it done. Yeah, I think, I mean, even for me, I struggle. I think what I really struggle with uh, in running a company is just finding people that want to work too. Yeah. You know, like, you. but you also have to realize if you're someone who is in a position, like, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of sports, I'm saying a lot of, like, reverting it back to sports. Mm-hmm. You have to realize, are you a... LeBron, or are you Pippin, or are you someone who's a sixth man on the bench? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Yeah. If you're LeBron, you wear the freaking heart of the city pressure on you, yeah. right? If you're the sixth man on the bench, no one even knows you're around. But yeah. both but you still got to put your work. But in. You're, you're still working hard. The pressure is just less. Mm-hmm. But they both make. They both are going to get a ring, yeah. and they're both getting paid. One's getting paid way more because he's taking on more stress. Yeah. And LeBron can't win unless he has a supporting cast. Mm-hmm. That person can't win without a leader. And that comes down to focusing on the outcome mm-hmm. instead of being right or ego or yeah, what it is. Or, or having to do everything. Who cares? Yeah. I don't want I want to do less, yeah. right? Like, that's your thing? Cool. Do it. Do it. This Go is your ahead. thing? Cool. Do, do it. it. But the problem is, is when you don't do it or I have to follow up you doing it's like cool all right you're replaceable i'll get someone else you know what i mean a good quote i've read on that a lot of people don't like when i bring it up but if a bug hits a windshield of a car and chills on that windshield that car and that bug still gets the same destination exactly and the only thing on top of that is your ego of i'm not the bug on the car yeah i drive this thing yeah. And that's why the Golden State Warriors keep winning championships. Well, and it's, guys let their egos. I mean, that, and that's the big thing. Like, you know, there's so many people that let their ego get in the way, which is funny because like people think I have a really big ego. Yeah. I just have a lot of blind confidence, and in and in anything you do, negativity is so strong. You have to be, you have to have blind confidence because mm-hmm. everyone's doubting you. The odds are truly against you to do anything great in this world. It really is. So that's there's a difference. Ego to me is the person who needs help 
and is not self-aware enough or is self-aware enough, just doesn't want to admit it, that they mm-hmm. are the sixth man on the bench. Yeah. And then they need that leader, yeah. but they want to, they think like, no, I can do it on my own. Yeah. And then you're now, I'm not a big NBA guy, I only know a few, but then you're the the Brooklyn Nets. Aren't they bad? No, no they're not bad. Dang it. Who's How really dare bad? you? Who's really yeah, better? Alan Crabb was on the oh, Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Sorry. He's great. Man, that's what I was He's thinking of them. I was in the league. Or are you anyone who's just, you know, dogging it? And yeah. it's like, would you rather be making money on a losing team mm-hmm. or do you want to make just a little bit less and be on a winning team? No. That's and, just... and that's a lot of people want to be LeBron and not mm-hmm. everyone is LeBron. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm LeBron, if I'm a LeBron in the business world. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am a Pippin. But you're going to work and get your feet. I'm going to figure it out, mm-hmm. right? But I have no problem admitting if I have to go get a LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a... You know, it's or or ha, or have to get a get a get a Pippen, yeah. right? Or get that second man on my team. Or I'm like, dude, I need a, I need, I'm an all star, I'm a Hall of Famer, but I need another Hall of Famer yeah. to get to win six championships. Uh-huh. So end of the game, you know you're taking the last shot. Always oh, taking no. the last shot. <laughs> you know you're taking the last shot. I'm always taking the last shot. Now, but what allows you to do that? Uh, what allows you to take on that stress? Cause yeah. I remember when you, I remember years ago when you started this place, yeah. and you're like, dude, I just walked out on this real estate thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm starting my own office. Yeah. You got in here, look like crap, and you're yeah. like doing everything with your own hands because yeah. you're like, I ain't got the money. I got no money. I got to build this up. Yeah, I think for me, it's uh, I can handle my stress. Right, like I can handle the stress that comes. In. The hard part is when I'm dealing with everyone else's stress and their stress is coming on me. Right, because yeah. I know for me, I can handle it. I can handle every L in the world. I can, unless someone in my family dying, I can handle any L. I've been homeless before. I've yeah. slept on floors. Like I can live on any. I can deal with anything. It's when the hard part is when. Isn't being homeless awesome? <sighs> because, I'll tell you what. because. You can take chances because you know if everything fails, you're in the same spot, right? I've been there before. It wasn't I, that bad, bro. I, I tell everyone this all the time. I'm like, dude, being poor was easy. Yeah. Like I tell people all the time. People laugh at me. I'm like, dude, being poor is so easy mm. because you literally, you're literally like, no one's relying on you. You have no choices other than to work. Mm-hmm. If you're motivated, because you have no money, you, so you can't. Time. There's no distractions. Right. My first year in real estate, I made one time. I made one in one week. I made double what I made the whole year before. So I'm out there balling out, right? Yeah. You know, buying people drinks and dinners and this. I'm going here. I'm going to Uber there, and I'm I'm buying. You know, and it was fun. I was buying my team member suits, and yeah. you know, it was it was a lot of time. And then tax season came around. I was like, dude, how did I make? How do I make 125 G's in a row? That's exactly what I did. I made exactly 120 and ruined it. Ruined it. And then then taxes hit me. I was like, how do they find out I had that business? Even like this year, man, I made 127 grand. Uh Most men I've ever made. And I don't have money for taxes right now. Put it back in the business. You just put it all back in the business. And that's why you have to be self-aware. You know, if I made 127, or sorry, sorry, my dyslexia is kicking in. I made 272. That's what I made this year. Mm -hmm. 272. Mm -hmm. And, but if I was rolling a watch, easy, $2,000 easies and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, then I would be like questioning myself, like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. But like this setup that none of you guys can see is like mm-hmm. five G's, right? Yeah. This office is 4,500 a month. Yeah. My marketing budget is $7,000 a mm-hmm. month. Um, so for me, I, I have two coaches that are $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. 
So at least I know where my money is going is being invested. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think a lot of people don't do. They don't invest that money, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got to live broke. And mm-hmm. I look at it as like most companies fail in the first five years. Mm-hmm. Most companies don't even make money in the first five that, years. It, yeah. So why do I think as someone I'm trying to create a company, one, do I do I think it's going to be easy? And two, why do I think that I'm going to have tons of money, yeah. right? I mean, I live a great life. I can go buy whatever I want. I can go on trips if I want to. But I make decisions on, okay, what's more important? Mm-hmm. This $1,000 iPad and this whole setup or new easies? I'm going to take the iPad. I, le- I wear the same shoes every day. So They're 40 bucks. Let's talk about that because I don't know if that's cultural because I struggle with that. Um, As you're wearing a gold watch. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I got a Rolex and I don't wear it anymore. Yeah. I have it and I, I said I'm not going to sell it and I look at it because it reminds me. This isn't. It's just a Marc Jacobs. Yeah. But it's like the dumbest purchase. But, you know... Um, I struggle with, I'm so competitive uh, and I know it sh- this is going to sound bad, but I just, I just, I just got to show the haters that I can do whatever I said I'm going to do, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill. I'm going to make money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step on these stages. I'm yeah. going to take it to a hundred million. You're yeah. going to sit down and watch when I told you I was, yeah. but sometimes like I got caught into it last night. Someone to try to like try to doubt you and try to be like, well, are you, were you doing this? Or, mm-hmm. well, why don't you have this or do that? It's like, and I try to prove to him like, look, I got this, I got the car, yeah. I got the money. And then that was kind of like months ago. Yeah. Now it's like 1500 a week on ads, yeah. putting money back in the business, but they don't see the money now mm-hmm. because I'm putting it into the actual business. Mm-hmm. And so do you struggle with, Bro, I'm putting G's into my business. I'm putting G's into my business. Look at this guy. Come get on camera, dude. I'm putting G's into my business yeah. and not into that bull crap that makes you think I got money. Yeah. Do you struggle with that at all? That might be cultural. Uh, that might be cultural. No, what I struggle with, honestly, what I struggle with, it's not, it's not that. What I struggle with is when I see the people that I'm in the room with now, which is great because I'm in the room with people that are crushing it. They're 10 times bigger than I will, that I am and all that stuff. What I struggle with, like, damn, man, I just want that already. Can I just have that? Yeah. Can I just can I just focus ten, the next ten years and have that? Can I have that company already running? Can I have all the systems in place? Can I have that already? Can I have that? Mm-hmm. I don't need cars. Like, dude, I'm gonna get rid of this Mercedes. I got my freaking Honda Trail ninety that I'm dropping a new engine I'm in, and I'm gonna cruise around. I'm gonna get a cargo van, put my face on the side of it for marketing. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't. I, I mean. <sighs> It's not a Ferrari, yeah. right? Like it's it's an it's a nice car, and this yeah. is really awful. It's a nice car, but I was completely content with my Chrysler three hundred that was a quarter of the price, right? Yeah. I it's not a Ferrari. Yeah. If I want a Ferrari, I'll just get the Ferrari, get Ferrari one day. Ferrari, yeah. You know. So for me, I struggle with like, why am I not there yet? Yeah. Why am I not like you know? It's kind of like how people it's probably not, struggle. People it's probably not struggle. As a hater, it motivates you. You're just like, all right. But it's like, but it's, out how to go get yeah. It. But it's still like the it's still like. Like, can I just be there already? Can it just go like, can I just go, I'm there, you know? Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Based on just what you're saying, because I tell people my answer to this question, they trip out. Would you want to win the lottery? Yes, totally. I'd love what it. Would you I do? always think about this. I would love to, I would hate to win no, the lottery. I would love to win the lottery so bad, bro, you don't even know. <laughs> I'd love to win. I would I would be so happy if I won the lottery. You wouldn't stop working? What no. Would you do? 
because the moment, because the only thing that holds me back right now is money, yeah. right? Money is the only thing that holds me back. Yeah. I could, if I had, and like money problems, like when you have a high demand, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. I was like, you, you can be so successful, have such a high demand where money messes you up because you can't move forward. I was like, if you have a hundred stock of product and you sell 10,000, you're successful, but you're, 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 you're messed Perfect up. Example. You're messed up because you can't push that. For example, I, this last month I spent $5,000 in photos. The houses are, I don't get, I don't know when I'm going to make that money back. Yeah. Awesome. We picked up, you know, I picked up 10 new listings this month. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But I got to fork out five grand mm -hmm. just to get those houses ready on the market. That's not counting marketing money. That's just mm -hmm. taking just to take photos and videos of the house on the market. So and not even certain when you'll sell. I don't even know. Or if it's going to sell. Mm -hmm. I had one the other last week. They canceled on me. I'm out all that money. I don't you, get paid back. You got to take your conative test, not cognitive, but conative. It has this one part where it talks about how you deal with uncertainty. Mm. I deal with uncertainty with certainty. Mm. I, I think you're the same way. When, like, when things are uncertain, you're like, let's, let's go. Yeah, I let's... just move forward. So the reason why I'd love to win the lotto, right? Mm -hmm. I already know what I would do if I won the lotto. What? Okay, so if I won the lotto. What, what are we talking about lotto-wise? Like five mil uh... or are we talking like... 500 mil. Where enough to where you could literally not have to do anything. Like check out. And check okay, out. first off, I, if I won 25 million tomorrow, let's just go 25. You couldn't check out. I know. Yeah, good. So you I would take, hold on, out. I would take 20 mil right off the bat, straight invest into apartments. Properties. Right? Because mm -hmm. then I can cash flow that and that will be, that will live forever. I would take that next five G's, I would make five mil. Oh, yeah, sorry, five million. I would call the next phone call the next day would be Gary V. And I'd be mm -hmm. like, Gary? Hey man, you're gonna now run my real estate company and we're gonna hire you full time. Uh, what do you charge? A million a year? Cool, here's your milli. Go pay, because I already have 20 million working for me. If I'm making 10% return on that money, yeah. I'm gonna be having two million, two million coming, uh, coming in. So that 20 million would pay for a marketing from like Gary B. Yeah. Then what I would do is I would then uh, crash the market in real estate, meaning I would offer so much Love. and charge, bear, charge nothing so every top agent crash, will want to come to up. me, right, and do an Amazon. Every agent will come to me because I'm offering so okay. much more. Back up, back up, because uh. some people aren't going to know you're a business genius. Uh. Do an Amazon. Tell, just explain what that means real quick, because oh. I know what you mean, what Bezos did to basically take Bezos over. crashed in the market. Like, if I was Walmart right now, Target, I'd be mm -hmm. freaking out, because Bezos, what Bezos is doing is making barely any money off his product, but what he's suddenly doing is slowly chipping away at everyone else until they go out of business, out of business. and then that's when he takes over, mm -hmm. right? So what I would then do is then I would hire, have all these agents come, mm -hmm. right? And I would just drop a crap load of money into marketing, mm -hmm. and I would just swarm the market where no one even has a choice. Where, where if you do a deal in this town, and I'd only focus on Riverside, if you did a deal in this town, my team or me is somehow involved, buyer side or the seller side. We're somewhat involved in that transaction. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the point, because I already think, I'm the, and this is me being arrogant and cocky, my product, what I offer now, mm -hmm. is already the best. Yeah. No brokerage competes with my tech that I have. The only thing that holds us back is I can't charge a certain price because I still need to make profit. So if I don't need to make money, I'm doing this for free. I'm not making. I'm not making it. I'm making no money on transactions because I don't need it. Yeah. Right. If I don't have to make money 
I'm not going to because I have other money coming in. It does two things. One, I can bring more agents here. And two, the agents are now making more money. Mm-hmm. So they can't ever leave. Yeah, can't leave. So they're stuck. Like and, they're never going to go anywhere. You have so much in the marketplace. But like they have to say. A friend will get a house bought and they forgot about you. Nobody around no one, there would. It's, ever. It's, it's IA real to All day long. Day. So then you would do is that then it's just a spiral effect. Then it's like. We're having so much money come in because of transactions, right? Mm-hmm. Then we then go to that. We go open another office. Mm-hmm. And then we go open another office. So we have an office here. We have an office. Like everyone wants to like go cities. I'd have an office in downtown, which I have now. I'd have an office up in Orange Crest. I'd have an office off of La Sierra. I'd have an I'd have an office in every zip code. Mm-hmm. And then that team's goal for that zip code is only that city. Oh, yeah, so nine two five zero eight, you only work nine two five zero eight deals. Nine two five zero six, you only. You you know that market. You know that nine two five. If it's outside of that area, sorry. You take a referral fee. It goes to the team in nine two five zero eight. You do this. It's in nine two five one, which is downtown. And then then my agents can actually become experts in that market. And if anything happens in that market, they're involved in it. See, I would never want to win the lottery because for me, money is significance. But then after your answer, I'm like, it wouldn't be bad because then. Okay, I can still get my, get my significance by taking it and building something mm-hmm. huge like you. Because here's the thing, like, you go and do a speaking engagement and charge absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and you're uh, you've written multiple books and whatever. Who's gonna compete with that? You mm-hmm. now dominate that stage, stage. right? And attention. now you, you get, attention. you're just getting full attention now mm-hmm. because you're offering something that no one can compete with with mm-hmm. you. It's free. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'll come. I'll pay for my flight. I'll pay for everything. I'll come do this for free. I will we'll give this to you for free because I don't need your money. Mm-hmm. Then you'll find out real quick why you're doing it. Are you doing it for the, the chatter? Check. Are you doing it for the money? What are you doing? I I, really I, at the end of the day, mine is an ego kick. I know what my thing is. Yeah. I love walking into the room, and I want everyone to know who I am. Yeah. I want to be the guy when I walk in the room, someone goes, I need I to talk to talk that guy. To him. That's the guy, That's right? The way I feel when I saw Gary speak, the way I would feel if I saw Grant Cardone speak, the, mm-hmm. the people that I worship. Perfect them. I met my mentor for the first time, Joshua Smith, last week. Mm-hmm. Being in the room with him, I was like, like this is awesome. Killing, Killing right? And it's a whole ego kick, not just business. Like, I want my wife, whoever that is one day, mm-hmm. I want her to be the girl in the room where everyone goes like, man. Like, yeah. I want to go, like, I want her or I want to talk to her. Sick. Or because I want to be that power, that power couple mm-hmm. where people are like, dude, those people like are unstoppable. Energy. Yeah. Just like, where it's yeah. just like, we got haters everywhere and it's just like, we don't even care. Don't care. Like, bro, you're like. Not even close to being Attractive on my level. Pill. Back up or come in. Yeah, and it's and it's just like, you know, some people ask me, they're like, do you regret making this move to this office because it's so stressful and a lot of money? Like, I mean, I had 100 G's in the account and then by the time it was done, I had zero, right? I, I pissed away $100,000 yeah. in six months. It was crazy. But I wouldn't be in the rooms I am today and I wouldn't be speaking in Vegas. I wouldn't be speaking in Arizona mm-hmm. last week. I wouldn't have the friends that I have. Shoot, the text I just got right now was huge right before mm-hmm. we came on here. So for me, it's like this has given me the risk that I took has already maybe not financially paying me back yet, right? It's but you. but it's making me bigger, yeah. right? It's making who I am well, mm-hmm. you know, known better. You know, for me, how I see things right now is like, you know, we're talking about Insta and Facebook and stuff. The more things I do, the more followers I get. Those are legit, legit followers, followers that want to see what I'm talking about. They want to see what I'm doing. And they're, they're, not, they're not someone I'm. They're not someone I paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I'm, they're not someone who they're just waiting for me to post a booty photo, yeah. right? They want to see, okay, what is this guy doing to get here? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you broke down a game plan for if you had <laughs> $25 million, Yeah. And like my mom says, money without a game plan, you're going to go broke. You're going to go broke. That's why I get rid of the 20 instantly. That was a clear vision. Yeah. You know exactly what you want to do. What was your process in coming up with that, that pattern, that idea, that vision? Did it just come to you or did you sit your ass down and, and uh, put it down on paper? Because I, I think the quicker you can – at the end of the day as an entrepreneur, what a lot of people – you're going to get there. By having yeah. it like that, oh, you're going to sure. get there. Yeah. I think the hard part – the hard part with entrepreneurship is that it's like, you know, it's, there's no safety net with always people talk about. It's like, oh, well, you live – like, what do you mean? You live – you don't have a salary. You don't have, a, you don't have security. You don't have health insurance. You're living check to check, which, yes, it is scary. But I can go for making nothing or I can make 100 G's in one month. Yeah. You who work a salary job can only make blank dollars a month. You're on a salary. You can't make it's it. It's not scalable. It's not scalable. So as an entrepreneur, my number one tip to anyone is the second you can invest enough money into something where you know you're going to get a good return, what did you just create? You created a salary. Yeah. You now mm-hmm. got rid of that state. You, got, you created your own safety salary. net. Yeah. You created that salary. If I put... A hundred or two hundred or three hundred or a million dollars into apartments. I know pretty close. I'm going to get a certain return on my money. Obviously, give or take a percentage based on repairs or vacancies or evictions or whatever. But I know that if I'm getting a ten percent return on a hundred on a million dollars a year, I'm going to get at least a hundred G's in my pocket a, month, a year. And, and that's just a ten percent return. Let's let's say you put spend a dollar on an ad that got you. Two dollars. Mm-hmm. So you made a dollar. Yeah. How much money would you spend on that ad? Oh, dude, I would double down, dude. D- everything. I, I would just people go. People don't get the. Yeah. That's fifty percent. Yeah. You said ten percent. You yeah. put it in pay to salary. Yeah. People don't understand that, bro. Like that's you just did what the top business in the world can't do mm-hmm. by getting a dollar back. Mm-hmm. Take all your money and flood it. So in my there. biggest thing right now, my main goal in real estate right now is is to get it to a point where I can invest so much money into rentals. That I create myself a salary. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if I know I made, if I know my bottom line per year is 150 grand to live, right? If I make 150 grand passively and I just go, I'm out. I don't want to work this year. Mm-hmm. I already know I got 150k coming in. I know my bills are gonna be paid. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, 99% of people are just living to pay or living to pay that mortgage, right? So if I can have all my bills paid based on investments that I have made, then if I don't want to work. What does that do for me? That takes the str- that takes the stress of closing deals. Yeah. If I don't need the money, I don't have the stress if a deal closes or not. Yeah. I'm not going like, oh my god, I need this deal to close. Yeah. I need this 25 G's. We got these bills to come I'm up. Chilling. This is coming up. Freaking! I rented a car last week. The windshield got cracked. I didn't buy the nine dollars a day insurance because yeah. I never do it. And now I got to pay five hundred bucks. Like if I don't have to worry about any of those things or marketing plans that don't work out, mm-hmm. you know, or hiring someone as a designer, like. Mm-hmm. If I could take that away, like, and that's why I go back to, I would love to win the lotto. I, not even the lotto. I would love to win you know, mm-hmm. 10 million. Do you have a stop number? Never. Never? No, Just I mean, because it's not, because how I look at things, there's not a number in my life. It's experience that I want to to do. And when I tell everyone, this is how I look at things. You have two choices. You can go to Vegas with all your homies, your friends, or your significant others, whatever, and you can have two choices. You can go and stay at the Tropicana for $49 a night. And I love telling them. This is my analogy I tell everyone. $49 a night and 
bottle of, a bottle of goose no actually let's go that's not goose it's a little too expensive let's go you're drinking um what's uh what's the one from austin uh yeah what's that vodka that everyone drinks now New Amsterdam? Not New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. Why not? Okay. Anyway, uh, something. What's like that cheap, like no, three hundred dollar bottle? You can cheap. like you can get for twelve hundred in Vegas. No, what is it called? Uh, one bottle. Uh, Belvedere. Sorry. Belvedere? No, no. Sorry. Oh, Tito's. Tito's. Let's go Tito's, oh, right? Tito's? Oh. So you're not buying goose. You're buying the Tito's, right? And you're walking the strip drinking that. Or you and your girl. Go to Vegas and hit the penthouse at the most badass freaking hotel, and you're hitting all the nice restaurants, and everyone knows you by name. And sadly, you probably get the room for free because you're such a baller, mm. and you're going to the nicest shows and the nicest dinners. You're both in the same place, mm. but one thing is changing: the money is changing your experience. Changing your experience. Life so is about experience. money, people go, "Oh, you're money hungry." I'm not money hungry. I'm, I'm experience, experience hungry. hungry. What experience can I have in my life? Based on money. You're a pen and pad, bro. <laughs> that based on money that I can get that no like I've never flown on a private jet. Yeah. What would be the feeling to fly on a private jet? That, that experience. That experience. What would be the private what would be the feeling of owning a private jet? You never have to go through TSA again? You know, or hey, Roy, uh I'm going to Vegas tomorrow to do a talk. You're gonna what are you doing tomorrow? No, that you wanna roll with me? Cool. Be at the airport at 7.30. Just come through this back gate. Jump on the plane. We'll go. go. Right? That are things that 99.9 of us will never experience. And so, you know, people say life is boring. And I truly feel like when you notice when a lot of people get older, they kind of get bored. The kids move out. But because they don't have anything to experience anymore. Yeah. They're probably on Social Security at that point. They financially didn't do well in their lives. Healthy. They're just living Can't check move. to check to check to check. Yeah. And so it's like, they're 60 and it's game over. Yeah. For me, it's like, dude, at 60, bro, I want to be going to Bali, right? <laughs> like, I'm going to be going, going to Thailand, dude. I want to be my phone in yeah. Bali, like, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send that money. Exactly. So I'd rather sacrifice going to the river, Havasu, um, Vegas, Tijuana, for right now. Mm-hmm. So then in five years to 10 years, I'm in the penthouse in the strip, or I'm going to Cabo for a month, or we're on a private yacht. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things, it's like anyone else. If you've never, if you, it's like flying first class. If you've never flown first class, Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're missing, bro. When I I would get so lucky that I had status on American and I'd get bumped to first class, especially there was this one flight where I was flying across country. It was one of those where you laid down, <laughs> next level. Next. That's how it was when I went to Malaysia. Dude, next, I was like, whoa, like yeah, the room, like you know what I mean, like a little TV. Exactly. So, so you're both on one plane. You're both going to the same location, but one person is in a their own bedroom, and the other one's trapped behind getting leg cramps, so they're having to walk around because they can't freaking move. This one person is getting freaking full on course dinner, champagne, blah 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 blah, and this other person is stressing out because they just you know they just. And so for me, yeah, I learned like this at a, I learned this at a young age. I mean, you know, right when I got out of baseball, I had a moment in life where I was flying in New York. My my fiance at the time, we just bought our brand new car. She freaking totals it the day before we, or the night. Like we're flying out at eight, she totals it at three. Mm-hmm. Right? Thank God she was okay, but the car's totaled. We didn't even make our first car payment on that. Right? So we go to New York, and the whole time we're in New York, we're stressing about the car because we don't have any money. And then, mm-hmm. and I was like, God, I want to be at the point. Yeah. Where 
I go, I call my car guy and go, hey, dude, we totaled the car. We'll be back in four days. Or, you know what, we'll be, we'll be at the airport in four days. I want you to leave this car in guest parking. Just leave the keys inside of it. We'll get it, right? We'll square up financially later or just send me the paperwork. I'll yeah. sign it and go, right? Because what does that do? If you can take financial stress out of your life, mm-hmm. what is there really to worry about? Health, that's it. If you got enough money to solve a problem, you don't have a problem. Even, pro- even health problems. Yeah. If I have the money to solve my health problems, if I'm someone who has plenty of money, that means I'm going to the doctor's regularly, I'm taking my vitamins, maybe I have a, a trainer, maybe I can eat organic, maybe I can, and obviously God controls if we get cancer or not. There's no choice in that. But it's like, if I can then take those things away out of my life, I'll handle the stress yeah. of running a company. Yeah. You know? When most people are stressing about paying the next rent check, mm-hmm. I'll stress about running a financial company, company, but I won't have to worry about the stress about paying bills mm-hmm. or my, you know, me and my wife worried about like we really need to get away. Cool, let's freaking mm-hmm. go. Let's. Where do you want to go? You want to go to New York for a night? You want to go to San Francisco for a night? You want to go here for a day? You want to, you know, do you want to check out for three days mm-hmm. and then you have the people around you to run the ship while you're gone. Okay. And that's the whole thing about America. America is not made for the individual. It's made for business. Yeah. It's made for business. Just make your own business. So um, our most famous traditional question, what is success to you? Uh, How do you define it? It always changes, man. Like success is changing on a daily. Sometimes success for me is just getting out of bed and go work out in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, success is sometimes just checking off all my bucket list you know success will always change i don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow you know all of a sudden if you know if i meet the the right young lady and she means way more than me and then this company then see you later then that's success for me i don't think anyone knows what truly success is and sadly i don't think even if you get it you the lady know. we talked about before the pod yeah for be, sure that be success? for sure uh, for sure well because it, it's it's not a single play right like yeah. nothing i do is a single play I have an image in my head what I want. Like, if you go back to what I said, I want to walk in the room and I want people to be like, that's the power couple, yeah. right? I want my girl, this is a sad, funny story. We're getting back off track from the question. But I have a true story that I tell everyone this. I want my wife to be able to leave me anytime she wants. Mm-hmm. I want my wife to have her own money. I want my wife to have her own house. I want my wife to have everything that she could ever need because then she's with me because she mm-hmm. wants to be me, not because she has to be with me. I think a lot of people stick together because they financially or emotionally or don't think they can live with the other person. So for me, it's like I want everyone to be around me because they want to be around me, not because they have to be around me. And obviously people offer certain things and energy and, and friendship and, you know, leveraging their like, like, I mean, every, at, at the end of the day, we're all friends for a reason. Like I tell people, you're, you meet with someone for three reasons, there's only three reasons. And if you don't, if, if you think you're lying, it's in the truth. You have to be honest with you. You're friends with the person, you want to do business with the person, or you want to sleep with the person. If it's not those three categories, you don't meet with that person. Or people in your life. Anyone, everyone's in your life for a reason. You like them, you want to sleep with them, or you want to do business with them. And sometimes it's all three. You never know. So I think too many people think like they make it too complicated. But success for me is, I don't even know, man. Like, I will tell you this. Success is something very hard to get. And it's a very lonely road. And you better expect, you know, what you see out in the world. You see, you know, all these people are doing it. You don't see 99% of the bad things that happen. And I think that's the thing that very struggle in this world and that's why i think it's really hard is that like everyone sees everyone's w's 
no one's seen 99% of the losses. Yeah. You know, no one sees the losses, only W's. And it's just like, you have to now realize is that everything's a front. Everyone's a, everyone's a, a PR company now. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's trying to make themselves look good in the right lighting. I mean, shoot, when I'm on the Tinder Bumble game, I'm like, that girl is not what she looks like on there. You know what I mean? That is not who she is. So I just think that, that, that we're going in a weird shift right now. And I'm very interesting to see where the world goes in the next, you know, five to six years based on what people are doing and saying. And, and technology, man, the Internet's only getting stronger and only getting better. And I think that in anyone in life, you better realize the Internet's going to do two things. It's going to make our life easier, which it is. And two, it's going to separate, subtract the weak, right? The strong will always win. We're, yeah. we, the strong will adjust in the win. But it's the people that are maybe just trend. Like I would talk about real estate because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. If you're just someone who opens the door, you're replaced by a, an iPhone and a Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. You know, someone can just go, boop, open the door for you. You got to bring you, value. You have to bring value. You got to be working. There's no be, excuse. Look, no. you buy a $100 mic, freaking... Uh, Spotify bought Anchor today for five hundred million. Oh, did they? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like no excuse now. Dude. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is so it's it's one of those things where a lot of people just aren't doing their work, and also there's you know, a lot of people don't want to think like we like. It's it's a scary thing sometimes. I tell people sometimes it's a scary thing to be in my head sometimes. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in my head sometimes. You know, the the wheels start running and running and running. I, I laugh sometimes. I go, and someone says, "Man, you take the quickest showers." Mm-hmm. Like someone said, "Like you take the because I'll literally be on the phone with someone." Hold on. Put it down. Two minutes, maybe two minutes. All right, I'm back. They're like, you're already done showering? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. They're like, you take the fastest showers I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, why? And I go, when things are going bad, and I'm taking a lot of L's, and you know, and it builds up and builds up. I don't want time to sit there and think. Because only bad thoughts come work. in your head. Only, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing to subtract. If you're, everything's going bad. Right, like right now. Literally, someone broke into my house today, <laughs> and we're doing this podcast. And literally, only time I thought about it was when I brought it up. But if we were I was sitting here alone, I'd be thinking about non-freaking stuff. Which probably what my client's doing right now. Mm-hmm. She's sitting at home uh, in Baltimore, thinking about it. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? So, I think um, you know you just gotta educate yourself and, and always move forward and always be thinking what's the next thing and really, really, really surround yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people you just gotta realize ninety nine percent of ninety five percent of people are losers. It really, and is. you gotta subtract them. Yeah, yeah. I freaking tell people all the time. They get mad at me when I say I don't really believe in. Negative emotions, depression, all of that. To me, in my opinion, my perspective and a and a fucking educated perspective is all those negative emotions come from they're they're just a missile telling you this is not what we should be doing, this is not what we like, and you need to take action. It's a message to tell you to take a different action or to take an action. And like you said, you ain't got time to be now. If you sat down and was like, damn, this house, then that negative emotion creeps in. But you recognize before it creeps in, that's a message to go change the locks, Mm -hmm. get on the phone with my client, do, 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 do everything that I can do right now to take care of it. And then the rest of it, Mm -hmm. live it up to infinity. It's funny, a lot of people think I'm an asshole. (laughs) And and I just tell them, I said, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we just don't have time to be nice sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because... Time is our most valuable thing. And so for me, it's like, I don't have time. If I'm putting out 
30 billion fires over here. I don't have time, if you're doing something wrong, to be like, it's okay. Like, no, this is what we need to do. Get it done. If you can't handle it, then we'll find someone that can. Yeah. You know, because our clients don't care. The, cl- the client doesn't care what you feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't care if you're trying your best. They want the product. They want the job done. And so I think so many people are too worried about being nice sometimes. And it's like, just be direct. Yeah. Like, I tell you all the time, like, I was talking about my old company, and uh, I, someone said something, and I was like, yeah, you guys think I'm all asshole. I'm an asshole, but I'm just direct with all you guys. You guys are all nice in that room and then talk shit behind their back. Like, I just straight talk to you. If I don't like you, you'll know. Yeah. If I think you're screwing up, I'll let you know. If I think you can do something better, I'll let you know. But I'll tell you what. What you will get from people like us is that when you do a great job, you'll know it. Yeah. When you do a shitty job, you'll know it. And I'll tell you what. The good job feels a lot better when you know it's real yeah. and not fluffed up like everything else, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're fluffing up everything, like I tell people with my dad, one thing my dad did that was great is he was like that. Talk straight. Yeah. People thought he was mean to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, dang, you talk to this kid like that. No, he talked straight. So guess what? When I worked hard and I got good, mm-hmm. when he told me the positive stuff, I knew mm-hmm. it was straight up the truth. Straight up good time. Because he was always objective, maybe a little more harder. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, like, my dad told me, he read my book, he'd see me speak. Yeah, oh, that was good. I know for a fact that it's good because yeah. he would tell me in a hot second if it sucked. If it sucked. Well, I mean, like, I mean, obviously people can't see off screen, but like my brother's in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And he's my younger brother, and obviously, you know, I'm working with he's one of my agents, and and I always tell him this, and I gave him a, call, a total back end compliment. I'm gonna say it on film right now. Mm-hmm. One day we were hanging out, and I was like, you know what, Garrett? I go, I don't give you enough credit. Mm-hmm. I go, I guess, because the people I hang out with have such a high expectation for me, and we have so how much such a high expectation for each mm-hmm. other, that I then have that high expectation for him. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, all every other agents are freaking stupid. Yeah. And so you're really, you're really great compared to everyone else, but in the, my circle, mm-hmm. you're still a B player. Yeah. You know, you're still in the D league, yeah. right? So I hold that expectation over you. I'm not, I'm not going to change my expectation that I have for myself and the people in my circle because I'm going to make force you to get up there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to force you to get to that to the to the league. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like, oh, you're in the D league, cool. You're shooting, you know, 37 percent behind the three point line. Like, bro, we're shooting 70 up here. Like, you better get your game up. But you're not going to force something that ain't going to happen. You know what you can do. Oh, exactly. I believe in him. I believe in him. It's like, nah, dog. You still could go to this level. Exactly. So I believe in him. So that's why I push me more. But I think it took him a little bit of a hard time to be like, Adam's so hard on me. Adam's so hard on me. And Mm -hmm. and and it took me a hard time to be like, I just have really high expectations, Mm -hmm. man. And and that's why I tell everyone too. Like, if I get mad at someone, trust me, I'm I'm as mad as them and I'm mad at myself because it's my fault at the end of the day. One, Mm -hmm. I hired them. Two, I maybe didn't train them good enough. Mm-hmm. Or three, it was my mistake to give something that the person couldn't handle. You know, so mm-hmm. it's always on my shoulders. And that's the one thing that people don't realize is that at the end of the day, when you're in someone's position like this, mm-hmm. everything falls on you. Yeah. Everyone. So, yeah, man. All right, bro. We went at it for an hour. Um, just real quick, you know, tell everyone what you're focusing on in 2019, products, what you're working on, and how they could find you and follow you. And, if anybody wants to get into um, uh, your business, being a realtor, yeah. how they can hit you up. Yeah, man. I think 2019 for me is just strictly figuring out the path that, that I want to go on for the next five years, right? 
know, we've been bouncing around on thoughts and how we want to run the company and who we're going to hire and the direction we're going. And I think, and, you know, we had some distractions last year building the office for me and Garrett. Like I say, there's no distractions now. Like if we don't pull it off now, we can only blame ourselves. There's no one else to blame for us. So 2019 is just clarity, working really hard. You know, it's, we are going in a slower market, so it's getting really tough. We're not used to this, so it's making adjustment that. Um, and then the other way, best way to get a hold of me on Instagram, uh, Swartz, that's uh, S-C-H-W-A-R-Z, Realtor, or uh, Riverside Property yeah. Brothers. That's my other Instagram page. So, um, but thank you so much, Roy. I really appreciate the time, buddy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You, yeah. Good pod, dude. Yeah, exactly. It was good, man. All right, man. Cool. Peace, you guys.